If you look at Joshua chapter 21, if you were anything at all having to teach this, you would probably be like me in panic. I started to read through Joshua 21, and, and all I'm seeing is the Levites now are dividing up their portion of the land. And we learned that they were given 48 cities. Six of those cities were the cities of refuge that we studied last night. And so as we see, they're, they're now dividing up the land, and it's kind of really very ordinary of what's going on. And to try to find a message was very difficult. But you know, sure enough, the Word of God is such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place. And, and certain, sure enough, the Lord opened up opened up, up this word so that we could uh, find something that would be really important for us this morning. Now the Levites were not given land like the other tribes. They were given a portion of land within each of the 12 different tribes of Israel. The Levites were the priestly group. They were the ones who were placed within the communities so strategically so that they could teach God's law to the people and also influence each of the tribes and the people within the tribe to be faithful to their God. That's the privilege that you and I have today. You and I have the privilege of hopefully impacting these young people and these young people have the the very, very privilege of impacting us. I know they have me mightily, mightily this morning, as they did last night. And so it is a two-way street. All of our faith is a two-way street. We, we bless others and others bless us. We have been given gifts as a body of Christ so as to build up the body of Christ, so as to encourage one another for the common good, it says in 1 Corinthians and so the Levites were, the tribe of Levi was, was there to, to bless the people. In Second Chronicles, the 17th chapter, the 9th verse. You might look it up later on. It says, they, meaning the tribe of Judah, taught in Judah, having, or the tribe of Levi, excuse me, I made a mistake. They taught in Judah, having the book of the law of the Lord with them. And they went throughout all the cities of Judah and taught among the people. Folks, let me tell you something. We must never, ever, ever minimize the ministry of the teaching of God's most precious word. Why are we so emphatic about it here? We believe with all of our hearts this is the only thing that will change your and my life. This is taught from the children, younger than these people, to the kids of our church, from, from Alma and those in the, the children's ministry, through junior high, through high school, through our groups, and those that are older. We do not compromise this, the Word of God. This is everything to you and me. And so as we saw, the tribe of Levi went through the communities and they would encourage the people, teaching them from the law of the Lord their God and influencing them and helping them to walk faithfully with their God. What other reason, what other reason, folks, is there for us to open the doors than to teach and to preach and to learn about the Word of God? There is no other, young people, there is no other greater gift that anyone can give you than a knowledge of the Word of God. And that is something you can do for yourselves. All of us can. We can learn the wonders of God's Word and be a people who walk with God fully and faithfully all the days of our lives. Never 
minimize what we do here at this church. The Word of God is taught from the youngest to the oldest. Now this chapter, chapter 21 of Joshua, tells us how the 48 cities were divided by the 12 tribes of Israel and they become almost sterile. You read through this and you, you see just one name after another name and how the, the cities were divided. But at the end of this chapter, if you read fully through it, you, you'll find we want some wonderful gems that, that, uh, that are promises that, that are given to the tribes of Israel. But we can also claim for ourselves today the promises of God. Read with me, please, in Joshua 21. Let's jump to the very end of the chapter and read three of the verses that will impact, I believe, our lives. Verse 43 of Joshua chapter 21. It says in verse 43, So the Lord gave Israel all the land which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they possessed it, and they lived in it. Verse 44, And the Lord gave them rest on every side, according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and no one of all of their enemies stood before them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hand. And verse 45 tells us not one of the good promises which the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. It all came to pass. What a wonderful promise from the Word of God. All the promises that He made to Israel came to pass. And all the promises that He has given to you and me as believers in Jesus Christ will come to pass. That is a promise from the Word of God. First, let's take a look. First... God was faithful. God is always faithful. God gave Israel all the land that He promised them. Look at 43 again. Verse 43. So the Lord gave Israel all the land which He had sworn to give to their fathers, and they possessed it and they lived in it. He kept the covenant, the promise that He made with Abraham. Back in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7, The Lord appeared to Abram, and He said to Abram, To your descendants, Abram, I will give this land. So then Abram built an altar there to the Lord who appeared before him. But let's remember what we read back in the start of Joshua. Turn with me. Hold your place here. Look at Joshua chapter 1. I told you when we started this study, we would look often back at this wonderful chapter because God had made promises to Joshua and to the people of Israel. Why the 12 spies, let me just divert for just a second, the 12 spies who 40 years earlier went in to spy out the land. Ten of them saw that the land was so well fortified. Ten of them saw that the land was just hard. It was hilly. It was, it was a rough country. And the cities were fortified and the people looked like they were giants. And so ten of them came back and said, we cannot take the land. We cannot. It's, it's, it's too well fortified. The, the people are huge. We're like grasshoppers in their sights. And Joshua and Caleb, two of the spies, two of the twelve, said, No, on the contrary, we can take them. God has given us this land. 
And what you and I can learn from that is it never does it say in the Word of God, never does it say that it's going to be easy. It doesn't say that life will be uncomplicated. It doesn't say that your enemy is going to be a weakling. In fact, it tells us that our enemy is very, very, um, can't think of the word, but very strong, very capable. It's never been that you and I will have trials that will be easy. The Bible says that we are going to have to go through difficult trials to get to the place that we will want to walk with our Lord, our God. And so these spies are saying, you can't take the land. It's, it's, it's just too much. They're, they're too strong. But remember what God said to Joshua in chapter 1. Look at what he says in verse 3. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I've given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness, verse 4, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea, towards the setting of the sun, it's going to be your territory. It's yours. I have given it to you. Verse 5, no one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. Boy, you ought to underline. If you underline your Bible at all, even if it's not your Bible, underline that place. I will never leave you. I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. That is what Caleb held on to. That's why Caleb, as an elderly man, felt strong as a bull because he fully followed and walked with the Lord his God. And it wasn't he that was doing the thing. It was God who was doing it through him. So he kept his strength all of his days. Look at the next verse. So be strong, it says in verse 6, and be courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and be courageous. Be careful. Be careful, God says, to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't turn from it, the law. Don't turn from the word of God, either to the right nor to the left, so that you might have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. You should be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then it will make your way prosperous. Then you will have success. This right here. This is everything to us as believers. It should be upon our lips. It should be upon our hearts day and night. We should meditate upon it. And then he says in verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be courageous. Don't tremble. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, folks. That's the promises that God has made. Believing God would keep His word was everything to an Israelite. I ask you the same thing this morning. I ask us, is, is, is that everything to you? Do you believe God at His word? Do you believe Turn with me to John chapter 11. One of the great places in Scripture. Young people, you have your Bibles? Find John chapter 11. One of the greatest places you'll see in Scripture. Jesus Christ was really a great friend of uh, this family. There were two sisters and one brother. Mary, Martha, and, and Lazarus. Lazarus, their brother, got sick. He got so sick that they asked for Jesus Christ to come. He didn't come on time and Lazarus died. Let me turn there with you. This is such an amazing place in the Word of God. In John chapter 11, Jesus was walking up 
And when she heard that he was coming in verse 20, she says in verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. You talk about faith. You talk about someone who believed that Jesus Christ was everything that he said he was. If you were here, Lord, my brother have died. But if you were here, you would have stopped death. Dead in its tract, and he would still be alive. And she says, even now, verse 22, even now, even though he's dead, I know that whatever you ask of God, he will give you. In other words, if you ask for my brother to be risen from the dead, he will rise from the dead if you just ask for it. You talk about a woman of faith. And Jesus said to her in verse 23, Your brother will rise again. And she says, knowing what he has been taught, teaching them, knowing what the law says, she says, yeah, I understand. She says, I know, verse 24, I know that he's going to rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus looks at her and he says, Martha, 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 I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live even if they die. And he goes on to say, And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he looks her dead smack in the eyes, I believe. And I believe he's looking at you and me dead smack in our eyes. And he said, Do you believe this? Do you believe it? You see, what happened with Israel was they... They believed for a while, but they didn't, as we're going to learn. But the, the, the question that Jesus asked, looking at Martha, dead smack in her eyes, he says, everyone who lives and dies. Oh, no, everyone who lives, he says, even though he lives and believes in me, he will never die. Do you believe that, he said. And she said, yes. Yeah, I do, Lord. Verse 27, you are... Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into this world. You are the one that we had hoped for. You are the Messiah. You are God who walks this earth. Yes, Lord, I believe every word that comes out of your mouth. You see, folks, ultimately, turn back, please, to Joshua 21, but ultimately, folks, every single word that comes out of the mouth of God is, is a promise for us to cling to. And ultimately, your faith and your belief means everything in your walk with Jesus Christ and your trust in Jesus Christ. And it doesn't come just because you want it to. It comes because you study the Word of God. It comes because you're diligent to read in here and to appropriate these things into your life as you read what God wants from you. And you become a part of what He wants out of your life. And those those things that start to happen and you see God do a miracle here, a miracle there, maybe little, but there are miracles nonetheless. And He does something here, something there, and it starts to add up and all of a sudden your faith and your trust in Him becomes everything to you when you walk fully and follow fully the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. And so first of all, God was faithful. Secondly, He gave them the victory. He gave them victory over every enemy that they had and gave them rest from their war, just as He promised. Look at verse 44 of chapter 21 of Joshua. The Lord gave, gave, the Lord gave them rest on every side. He was the one that gave them rest. They didn't have to seek their own rest and peace. He gave it to them. 
according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. No one of all their enemies stood before them. The Lord gave all of their enemies into their hand. Remember the promises in Joshua chapter 1, again in verse 13. It says, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God will give you rest and will give you this land. You see, what the ten unbelieving spies said could never happen. We cannot take this land. They're too big. They're too fortified. They're too strong. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. We can't handle these people. What those ten unbelieving spies said could never happen, happened. Because Joshua and the people simply believed God and obeyed His word. They went forward knowing that God would give them the victory. It wasn't theirs to get. Thirdly, verse 45, as always, God keeps His promises. In verse 45 it says, Not one... Not one, not one of the good promises which the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. Note, they all came to pass. At the close of his life, look at chapter 23 of Joshua for a moment. Joshua would remind the people of this promise. In Joshua chapter 23 and verse 14, Now behold, Joshua said, Today I am going the way of the earth. In other words, he says, I'm about to die. I'm about to die. But he says these words. Listen to this. It's like one of the great benedictions you'd ever want to listen to. He says, and you know, you know this. You know this for certain. He says, because I've been teaching you and you know this. You know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one word of all the good words which the Lord your God spoke concerning you has failed. Not one. All of them, he says, has been fulfilled for you. Not one of them has failed. Not a one. Solomon said the same thing. He reminded the the Israelites of these very same promises that come out of the Word of God. When he dedicated the temple in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56, he said, Blessed be the Lord our God, who has given us rest according to all that He promised. Not one word, Solomon said, just like Joshua said, not one word has failed. Of all his good promises which he promised through Moses, his servant. Listen, please, listen this morning. Let me say to you, all the great promises of God that he promised you and me as we sit here today, as a child of his, we can claim them to be with the same assurance that they claimed in the day of Israelites when they walked into that promised land. The promises that God has given to you and me, they're the same today. He's as mighty today. He can fulfill those promises and dreams for you today just like He did back in the day of Joshua. Our problem is that we have to believe and we have to trust And nobody has promised you that it won't be difficult. There are going to be giants in the land. And the land is going to be a tough terrain. And you're going to have to fight through it. But He'll be there. And He will give you and me victory. 
God's covenant with us will never, ever fail. His power, His wisdom will give you and me victory over every one of our foes. And His promises can be trusted. No matter what the circumstances may look like today, His promises will come through. He doesn't promise that it will happen just when you want it to happen. You humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. He will exalt you at the proper time. That's His timetable, not ours. So in the meantime, cast all your cares. Cast all your anxieties upon Him because, because He cares for you. He cares for you deeply. And so the promises of God are the same spiritual blessings for us. We can depend upon each one of them as we claim our inheritance and our rest in Jesus Christ. You might say, what about our rest? What kind of rest do we have today? The rest that you and I can claim today is the rest that is called the rest of redemption let me put it in, in, in clear words. It is, the, it is the rest of salvation. It is the rest of our deliverance from sin. It is the rest of our freedom in Jesus Christ. It is the rest that we desperately need today because we are now living in a day of great tension. There is tension. There's, you cannot sugarcoat it. There is tension out there in this world. Many pressures that we have to go through. And if there's one thing that the average Christian needs today, it is to enter into this rest that God has provided for every single one of us, regardless of what the circumstances look like. You know what is sad? I said to you earlier, if we were to go into the next book and study the book of Judges that comes right after the book of Joshua, which I don't think we will. I think we're going to go and study into a New Testament book as soon as we finish Joshua in a few weeks. But if we were to study Judges, we would, we would learn something very sad about Israel. And it is this. She failed to completely rid herself of her enemies. And she failed to receive her ultimate rest. And why? Judges would tell us clearly it's because of her unbelief. Even Joshua could, get, could not give them the rest that they needed. And why? Because Israel failed to believe God and appropriate His power and His promises into their everyday lives. Let me tell you something. That's where the rubber really hits the road. It is very, very possible. Yes, I might even say it is quite easy to live the life of Christ within these four walls. I mean... I smell as good as I'm going to smell. I showered this morning. I'm as dressed as good as I can dress. This is it. I am giving you my Sunday best. And if we can't walk in complete rest and trust in God in these four walls, where can we? But the problem and the rubber hits the road when we go out of here and we try living out our faith Monday through Saturday in this bad old world in which we are now living in. This is a world that is trying to drag these dear young people down, telling them all sorts of lies. And what used to be good is now bad. And what used to be bad is now good. And you need to be discerning and you need to be careful. You need to listen to Jenny. You need to listen to Brandon and, and, and his dear wife. And you need to listen to Rob and, and Beth. You need to listen as they teach you. You and I, we need to listen to what the Word of God says. That's why I ask you and me to open up our Bibles and see what God is saying to us. Because the world out there is trying to drag us down. 
And it won't be long, won't be long before being a Christian is really a, a kind of a, a, an odd thing and, and we will be mocked, I know. The writer in the book of Hebrews, turn with me please to Hebrews chapter 4. You don't need to hold your place anymore. We are uh, all through with Joshua for this morning. The writer in Hebrew chapter 4 warns us about repeating Israel's failure of disobedience. One of the things that you can learn in life is to watch what happens to the people before you and study. I asked uh, Jimmy, I asked Tommy, what what was it that made him such a great manager? I mean, Hall of Fame. And he told me, he told me he learned much from his father and his mother about dealing with people. He learned from his brothers of how to live in a family situation. And then when he started to play ball, he started to learn from managers. And I said, you mean you had nothing but managers? He said, no. He said, I had some terrible managers. And he said, to be truthful with you, I probably learned more from the managers that were not so good than from the managers who were good. I learned how not to deal with young, young people. I learned how to make them like my sons and treat them fairly. I learned that not all of them were the same. I learned how to deal with one guy and with another. And I watched and I studied their lives. And you can ask Jimmy Campanis. He knew all of their wives' names. He knew all of their kids' names. He even knew their doggone pets' names. Because he took an interest in all of his players. And he handled them. And you and I need to learn. We need to learn from the mistakes that that Achan made in the tribe of Israel. That God allows us to see that, I think, for a reason. He allows us to take a look at Achan who who hoarded some of the, 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 the... the riches from Jericho when they when they captured that place and he hid it underneath his his tent in the ground and then the Lord revealed that there was a problem and and by lot the Lord revealed to Joshua that it was Achan and I believe with all of my heart if you and I went to Achan today and said Achan would you have traded that moment for 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 anything and I believe he would have said for anything I would have not have done that. And we can learn from those things. We can learn from the mistakes. And it says in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9, 10, and 11, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. That's a promise. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from his. Therefore, it says, let us be diligent to enter that rest so that no one will fall through following the same example of what? The same example of disobedience. How do we enter that rest? It is by faith. I mean, we could do a series on it, but my goodness, you, you cannot come to any, any deeper place than it has to be a place where you finally and faithfully Trust and believe God at His Word and that He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That you are a part of His family forever and ever and ever. As a matter of fact, let's close. Turn now to Matthew. Matthew chapter 11, just one verse. When Jesus Christ walked this earth, He gave an invitation which stands as firm today as the day that He presented it. It stands for all of us 
who would simply come to him by faith. Remember he says in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28, Come to me, come to me, everyone, all who are weary and heavy laden. And he says, and I will give you what? Rest. Now either that's true or it's not. Come to me, all of you who are weary, all of you who are heavy laden, I will give you rest. That rest is the true rest of true salvation. And it is available to each and every single one of us. It is available to everyone who chooses to come into the rest with Jesus Christ. And it takes place when we finally let go, turn our lives over to Him. Instead of trying to lead, let us come to Him and follow Him. Come to Him by faith. And ultimately come to Him and Him alone. There is no other way. Jesus is the only way to true rest, true faith, true victory, true salvation. I want to invite you to pray about what the Lord has put on your heart through the study of His Word. That you would be the center of our lives that we would behold wonderful things from your law, that everything, Father, that we do, all that we say, everything that we are, would it be a representation of our love for you? May we give back to you just a portion of all the blessings that you've given to us. Help us, Father, to be faithful, to hold fast to the promises that are ours that you have given to us through your Son. It's in his name, the name of Jesus Christ, the name which is above every name, heaven and earth and below. The name of Jesus, we give you thanks. Amen. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for being here.